as a security industry, because of the mounting sort of pressure that we face quite frequently, one of the things uh, we, we really need to have is, is, is literally the empathy, right? Welcome to Mega C-Suite Stories. I'm your host, Shamin Tan. And in today's episode, we get to tune into a very special edition and join in on our interactive audio meetup on Clubhouse. We are going to hear from Dr. Kevin Tan, who heads up the Technology Risk and Cybersecurity for Woolies X. He's an immediate past president of the Isaka Sydney chapter as well. Join in on our conversation as Kevin examines a very somber topic on the mental health challenges faced by security professionals in our industry. Uh, I started going down the pathway 
uh, into into security, and, and my entire well, uh, my entire education was uh, you know tertiary education anyway was uh, based on security, um, and then you know uh, which led into research, etc. And 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 that's, you know I, I laugh because uh, yeah I, I'm literally that really boring guy who has done security my entire life, and which which sort of places me in a very sort of uh, interesting uh, position of um, where I've observed a few things. Now, um, it, first of all, this this is a personal opinion. Uh, there there will be a lot of anecdotal sort of uh, uh, evidences that that I I can raise based on my observation. I am by no means a medical uh, medical professional. Um, I might have a doctorate, but it's in philosophy, not in, not in the medical field. Um, but um, ever since starting my professional career in security, uh, I, I've noticed uh, an inter- interesting trait um, of a lot of the professionals um, in, in this space. Um, and I can also easily say that this is across, you know, whether it's male or female or anybody, this is literally as ch- generic as it can get, that that it's um that we, we tend to the people in this in this industry tend to have um, uh, uh, have a, a bit of more of a disposition in terms of uh, being exposed to uh, greater mental health challenges and this is this is something that I, I sort of observed even before um, the the um, before the whole pandemic hit as well it, it, and it might have also also stemmed from where um, the security industry came from right and and you know back in back in the uh, many many moons ago we talk about phone freaking um, the, the, the technical aspects of how do you actually gain access onto your telecommunications network so so that you don't you know you, you so that you don't have to pay for your your, your calls to your BBSs um, etc um, yes you know that that's how far back I, I, I can remember here. Um, and, and, and there was always this um, disposition for people to, to, to find ways around uh, how you actually do things. Um, and there's always this uh, disposition of, a, of, of people in that world to go, well, this is not fair. Why am I paying so much uh, money um, to, to make a call so that I can have access to information? Um, I'll, I'll leave sort of that aspect there um, in terms of observation. Then you know, sort of moving forward um, uh, and, and being exposed to the various uh, people in the industry as well, where you know that trait was very much um, shown when uh, when I actually started uh, getting a lot more involved uh, with uh, the, I guess you know they they call it the subculture of security. Um, which basically has uh, a varying uh, amount of people in there. And one observation I've made um, during that period of time was that there were actually a lot of people who weren't exactly academically uh, tuned people uh, in the in the security world, um, but at the same time, they were highly, highly intelligent people as well. And, and that's a... It's a, it's a very interesting thing, and this is where my personal opinion comes in as well, right? Of, of whether that has anything to do with, um, uh, you know, whether it, it, we do sit in, a, a, in, a, in an autism spectrum that might explain some of what we do. Um, personally, I would say I, I am a bit uh, um, obsessive-compulsive as well in what I do, and 
therefore, you know, it, it, it put places people like ourselves in, into into a position of, you know, are, are we more susceptible to mental health challenges um, as we go through our professional career as well. Um, certainly, uh, I've seen, uh, you know, attending multiple conferences, right, and not just the glitzy, glamorous, uh, black hat um, kind of conferences, and even, you know, if I, I will go even when Black Hat, uh, back in the late 90s, um, early 2000s. Um, the, 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 I would say, from my observation, you know, the, the usage of things like you know, drugs was uh, pretty prevalent uh, in our industry as well. Um, makes me wonder, you know, are there sort of traits in people here that, that basically pushes it into, into sort of that mental health um, uh, uh, category? Um, fast forward, I guess, to probably um, uh, 2013, and it became a pretty big uh, topic uh, when when Aaron Swartz you know, took his own life, uh, mainly because of, uh, well, we, we, we can never know exactly uh, why uh, when, when someone actually takes their own life. Uh, there were the multiple situations that he was in, uh, and the most predominant one was uh, uh, a situation where, you know, he... He was given access to uh, academic papers uh, by an online service, and he decided to download all of them. Um, but then he was actually charged with 13 criminal offenses, um, which actually could you know, lead him to 50 years of uh, jail imprisonment. Um, so in 2013, he was actually you know, he took his own life, uh, which is the, the, the saddest part as well. And, and that sort of uh, triggered off a bit of a, a thought in, in my head, going, "Wow, okay, um, it's it's." pretty big and, and and certainly he's not the first, he's not going to be the last but at the same time he was very well known as well um, and then in 2017 um, James Dolan um, another security uh, um, uh, developer also um, took his own life and that got me thinking about you know that, that connection back into, into my observation of you know why people tend to be uh, in that predisposition of, of taking their own life. And, and, and there is also that, that common thread there when I talk about uh, you know, not feeling that something is fair um, and also being able to, you know, and, and trying to do something about it as well. Certainly uh, both Aaron and James actually has that, has that same trait. Um, you know, uh, before the whole Jay Stoll incident for Aaron, uh, he actually uh, uh, accessed uh, all, all of these uh, court documents as well. Uh, basically, uh, you know, he was the hacktivist of, of that time. Um, and, and a lot of what we do, and a lot of, certainly, you know, personally, I feel as well, there is that, that part of me that goes, you know, there's part curiosity, but at the same time, part, you know what, I want to try to do the right thing as well for, for the greater world. You know, the great, you know, technology is a great equalizer for society, it is basically what, what I see. So, so basically, look, I look at that and then, you know, there's a huge amount of uh, uh, talks these days, especially even when you go to conferences, talking about mental health um, uh, aspect for the security. So go to any sort of uh, security uh, conferences. They tend to actually have a mental health uh, uh, stream to talk, talk uh, about that topic. Um, and and it's uh, and, and you know on one part I'll, I'll talk about what I see, but at the same time I also encourage everybody who's listening here to to um, try to uh, listen in a little bit more about what's actually happening there. Um, 
if you actually then go into the pandemic side of the world, it, it sort of accentuates it worse, right? And, and and I'm not saying that this is just in our industry now. It actually goes into into everybody. Um, but at the same time, uh, you know, with the amount of, with the amount of uh, frequency of cyber attacks, especially when you're in an operational role, there isn't a lot of breathing room space uh, from one incident to the next. And I can say that, um, you know, on a personal um, basis that, um, you know, I, I, I'm not, uh, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a head of cybersecurity, but I, I deal with a lot of incidents still. And, and it's not a stranger to me to deal with, you know, a call that comes in at, at 10 p.m., uh, you know, on Christmas Day um, for an incident that's actually occurring. Um, and, and it does, at some stage, come to a point of, of um, you know, really impacting impacting the way that uh, uh, a lot of the people in, in our world, uh, in, in our industry, have to deal with as well. So I, I'm not sure if I, I do have a lot of uh, tips here, right? Um, but in terms of mental health in our industry, we, 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 need, to, we need to be a lot more mindful. Um, and this is not just on yourself, but also mindful of, of um, everybody else around you. I always make this joke that you know in our in in, in our industry, there's a lot of people with very low EQ. Um, uh, but at the same time, because of that, they don't know that they're actually going down the path of you know a bit of a self-destructive path. Then, then maybe you know for the rest of us who are a bit more self-aware, that we actually can actually uh, open up and 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 leave an open door and 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 ask the question, right? You know, in Australia, we've got a great uh, organization called Are You Okay? I really like that because it actually gives us sort of um, the tools uh, under our belts to be able to um, ask, uh, you know, to, to start a conversation um, and not just start a conversation, but be also be a, a listening ear to people who might help as well. Um, so that, you know, they, they, have, they have a bit of a, a, a vent that they can talk. Um, and and you know as a as you know as a, as a manager, uh, I've actually instilled a bit of an ongoing meeting with my team. I basically set aside thirty minutes uh, in a week, um, and I call it the, the ranting session. And my my rules of uh, of the ranting session is basically you know we're all there to do our work. Uh, we're all there, and everybody's always doing something really serious. Um, you know, the, the ranting or venting session is for you to come in and just say it, um, say what's on your mind, whether, whether you're, you know, you know, something's frustrating, you just say it, there is no consequences, um, just as a release sort of valve for people to just decompress, uh, for my team to decompress, um, you know, for, for whatever there was happening in the week. Um, and, and I have to admit that, you know, it has actually worked really well as well. Uh, to to be able to do that as well, and and then you know uh, and and I guess sort of to round off the whole thing is that um, it, 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 usually you know you look up online there are a lot of uh, articles about what are the traits of a of a good CISO or a good security manager. Um, one of the things uh, we, we really need to have is, is is literally the empathy, right? And and sure, you know, um, if this is not just for the security industry, but um, as a security industry, because of the mounting sort of pressure that we, we face quite frequently, maybe it is something that we, we need to actually have and learn and be a bit more mindful so that we actually have a ability to 
uh, speak to our teams. Um, and if we don't, then, you know, maybe we'll arm ourselves up, 10 sessions, speak to people who actually can actually have that conversation with the team as well. So, yeah, look, you know, I, I, I don't have a lot a lot more to, to say on that one. It's, it's, it's an interesting one. Um, we're, we're all in it together. Uh, and and I'll, I'll, I'll leave my door open to anybody on this platform that's listening now that if you want to talk to someone, my doors are open. Wow, thank you, Kevin. That That is really, really good and needful. And, you know, you brought up a lot of good points, like um, empathy is, is key, right? Sometimes we can forget about that in times of pressure, you know, when you're dealing with crisis and all that, but we actually can make all the difference in managing the team and also in, in ensuring that it's a healthy culture for people to flourish in. It's interesting you talk about a renting session. Uh, I do have some questions regarding that, but um, <laughs> before that, I would like to leave the floor open to the rest as well and see what pressing questions you might have. Renting session is actually uh, question is actually a uh, pressing question to make because renting session is already our No, actually, funny enough, not most days. No, no, so, so it's during work period and um, in my previous organization, we're not supposed to drink during work hours as well. But you know, it's it, it, the, the, the rules were very simple. Um, it is a, a standing 30 minute uh, session. Um, of which I told the guys and girls in my team, look, um, make sure you come for this. Um, I, I, there shouldn't there shouldn't be a reason why you shouldn't come for this. It is an ongoing thing. It could be an occasional reason why you wouldn't come because you know um, wherever else in terms of uh, you know there might be something important from a work perspective, I guess. But most things, you know, this should trump everything else. So that was the first thing in terms of, I need to make sure that um, people actually come for this. And secondly, I'm not there, uh, and it wasn't a, a session to try to solve problems. Uh, oftentimes, uh, one of the one of the things um, uh, that comes up is that if someone says something, immediately someone's trying to solve it. Um, the, the, the venting and renting session is actually not about solving anything. It literally is about just talking. Right, and I was sitting there, and 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 there's no formality around it, and there is no uh, consequence. I think I think that's the most important thing as well, right? Um, obviously, when I say no consequence, you know, it is still a professional a professional setting, um, but <clears throat> use whatever you need to use to express yourself. Um, oh my goodness, you know that last meeting, blah blah blah. You know, oh my goodness, you know we have to deal with this other person or whatever else it is, and it actually stays within that group. Um, and and it did two things, right? It it, it actually sort of um, allowed someone to decompress, but on the other hand, it also brought the team a lot closer as well. Um, mm. And and yeah, you know, I'm not there as a manager. I'm there to just listen. Mm. I have two questions. So, like, did you have to start first and be real and vulnerable so that you help the team to feel comfortable to do the same? <laughs> Charmaine, you know me. I'm, I'm always the first one to talk. <laughs> okay, oh, no, no, that's interesting. Okay. <laughs> yes, definitely. I always, you know, and I can come up with a lot of colorful language as well. Um, <laughs> so I, I am that informal and, yeah, you'll lead by example, I guess. Mm, and that leads into my next question, actually. Like, how do you then prevent, um, because sometimes when people are ranting, it can also go into a more negative sort of tone. So how do you balance that and, and prevent it from being a, like a gossip session? Yeah. 
Um, that's, that's an interesting one, actually, because um, I think the way that I would actually, uh, with, with that one, I, I guess I did play a bit of a referee role there. Um, and, and it is about steering away from, you know, targeting mm. a certain, you know, your predisposition of a person to how you are feeling. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so, so a lot of the times for me, it's more about, no, 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 you know, yeah, you know, you, you felt that, okay, I felt that, and, and you know that, uh, and it goes more into the emotion side of things rather than, you know, a target of a person. Uh, and if it is a little bit personal, then go, well, is it, you know, and, and try to sort of, uh, um, you know, without trying to solve it, but, you know, trying to sort of steer away from it just being a personal attack. Nice, yeah. That, that definitely needs food to do that balance as well. Uh, thanks for sharing, Kevin. Uh, is there any um, warning signs um, for people that you see around that could be in this uh, in a state where they're dealing with something really stressful or in a vulnerable situation? I think, I think behavioral change. Um, behavioral change, it's, it's one thing to say things and everything, right? Uh, but behavioral change is probably the biggest uh, symptom you can see. Someone that's used to do something but doesn't do that anymore. Someone, you know, and, and it does take a lot of effort. Uh, and it is a challenge, especially when you're actually working remotely, um, to be able to pick it up. But, you know, the way the tone of the person, the way that they engage with other people, um, these are the things that you can actually start uh, observing. It is not simple. Um, it is something that does require a lot, you know. And this is where I go, you know, uh, as a manager, um, this is the most important part, right? You know, it's not just about, you know, coming up with the latest uh, cybersecurity strategy or perimeter security strategy. You know, a lot of your chunk um, you have, uh, well, I'm speaking to myself here, is that you need to be able to, to, to understand that uh, you need to be a people person as well. So, you know, observe, observation of, uh, of, of, um, of uh, behavior is the biggest uh, giveaway. Um, and, and once you actually sort of, uh, uh, you know, it's, it's interesting because sometimes people don't say it, they will not admit it. Um, but when, you know, and this is where the powerful, you know, are you okay becomes important is that how do you actually then bring up that topic to go, hey, I noticed blah, and, you know, and, and not, not make pointed out that, you know, they're not performing or anything, but, you know, it's, and then just lead it into, is there something I can help you with and, and stuff like that? And I, I find I find doing it that way um, and, and striking up the conversation, it becomes a lot easier that, that way as well. But yeah, I would say the number one thing is that behavior, um, you know, uh, and, and we all subconsciously do it when we're under a lot of stress um, uh, and, and, you know, and, and we, 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 you know, the behavior just changed. So yeah, I would say behavior. Mm. And also when, you know, you are authentic, right, where you're not just focusing on um, solving problems, but you're focused on the person as well, trying to understand why the person is feeling this way or behaving in a certain way, as you mentioned, that, that does help you get to the root of the issue. Um,